Have you ever tried to carve a turnip? I can't say that I have. Sarah and Brooke. We're here to celebrate another witchy Sabbath. Yeah, we are. And we're talking about not Sam Hain. Not Sam Hain <laughs> indeed. <laughs> but Samhain. Samhain. So All Hallow's Eve. For those that don't know, I being one of those up until like the last two years, uh, I, I pronounced it Sam Hain. Everyone did. Because I, I blame movies. Okay. Yeah. I blame television. I didn't know. Well, also just how you read it on a piece of paper. It says Sam Hay. <laughs> it says Sam Hay. <laughs> and also, shout out to the movie Trick or Treat hey. with little Sam Hayne. Yeah. He's my favorite <laughs> evil little demonic movie goblin of all time. <laughs> so, uh, Sammy, this is for you. Shout out. <laughs> if you're listening and we know that you are. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Samhain today. Um, which is the pronunciation for Samhain. It's it's yeah. not Samhain. It's actually Samhain. Yeah. Some say Samhain. Yeah. But, you know, depends on how Gaelic you want to get. Mm-hmm. But. So what are the origins of this uh, special day? So uh, we've, we've talked about Mabin, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the witch's Thanksgiving. I love how we always right. say it the same way. Mabin. Mabin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we it's like you have to say Mabin. Mabin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybom. And now we're moving through the wheel of the year to Samhain, yes. uh, which has special significance for the goblins. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have talked a lot about on the pod uh, the season throughout the month of October and into November, one of our favorite seasons. And in the witchy world, uh, this Sabbath is really important because it marks a couple of very important points of the year. Yep. So historically, where does this Sabbath come from? The ancient Celts believed the year had had two hinges. Mm-hmm. So Beltane being the the first of May and Samhain being the first of November. You know, next mm-hmm. day after um, the most most magical times of the year. Times and places of the in between were holy to the Celts and the pagans. You know, and we're in. Ireland, Scotland, British Isles, all around there with the in-between. So you got crossroads, thresholds, bridges. Sound familiar? (laughs) So Beltane and Samhain mark the transitions of summer and winter, basically. So it's your last harvest. Mm -hmm. And it was treated as, so Mabin is Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. This is New Year. So this is the beginning of winter. Which is New Year, basically. Which is New Year. So... In my research, learning about like the origin history of it, and it it's deep and complex. Oh yeah. So this celebration and festival has roots in a lot of different areas throughout Europe and other parts of the world. Yep. And we won't be able to cover all of it, so we're going to do an overview of the history of Samhain, the symbolism and science related to the celebration. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about some of the ways that you gobs can celebrate the Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Uh, because many of you are celebrating it anyway, because nowadays <laughs> we all call it Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and I will uh, take this time to shout out our goblins in the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. If you're listening. 
We know that you are. We know that you are. <laughs> um, who are honoring the thinning of the veil with their Beltane celebration. Right, I suppose. Yes. Reverse yeah. situation. Little, re- little reverse action there. So and shout the, out. Shout out. <laughs> Happy Beltane, Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> Uh, so the thinning of the veil or the barrier between the physical world and the spiritual world are is like one of the key components of this celebration. In yeah. fact, other than it being the final harvest uh, and the midway point between the fall equinox and the winter solstice, this is kind of the time when it is believed that that hypothetical barrier mm-hmm. between our world and plane of existence and the spiritual world and plane of existence, the realm of different creatures, our fave goblins hey uh and the spirits of the dead deceased and ancestors are the most closely linked to our world during this time oh yeah and so part of a big part of the celebration is acknowledging the spirits of those that have already passed Mm -hmm. and the communication uh or participation of entities or creatures from other realms in our world which pros and cons, okay? <laughs> pros and cons. <laughs> so again, many other cultures and and uh, groups celebrate this festival under different names, and so we're just going to talk about uh, the the Celtic and or Gaelic origin of Sabbath today. Yeah. Of excuse me, Samhain, not <laughs> Sabbath. Samhain, the Sabbath, the Sabbath. <laughs> it's Samhain. a good one. <laughs> So <laughs> the voices got away from us. There. It's and and earlier we were talking about how in order to record this episode, for those long listening goblins, you know that I frequently suffer from laryngitis, uh, and I'm right on the edge of laryngitis, which you cannot tell because I'm keeping it nice and high. Yep. If I talk in my actual normal voice, I sound <laughs> I sound like this. <laughs> the cop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, uh, but yeah, you're, if you're I doing great, if I drop to my normal register, it it vanishes real quick. So we start to go, rah, rah, rah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm so happy. Uh, <laughs> it's just for survival at this point, y'all. So we're doing what we gotta. We're do. doing what we gotta do. Yeah. Uh, so there were a lot of things for me when I was doing my research on Samhain that I found absolutely delightful, such and, as <laughs> and. I want to start with my very first favorite symbol of the season, which is the jack-o'-lantern, because we all love a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, we do. And I was familiar with the concept that ye old pumpkin was not the original carvable vegetable that, back in the day, turnips were actually the preferred carved vegetable. Now, any hearty root vegetable could be carved, uh, which... Have you ever tried to carve a turnip? I can't say that I have. <laughs> so it's substantially more <laughs> challenging to carve a turnip than it is to carve a pumpkin. So I feel like the the like natural evolution to carving a pumpkin, which is, you know, hollow, yeah. is a lot easier than like gouging the eyes out of a turnip where you're like, carve, damn you, carve. <laughs> And in our local community, there is a group that on on an annual basis hosts turnip carving. Really? Yeah. Um, so shout out, hey Johnny, um, hey. and and invites people to bring their own root vegetable hey. and sit and carve. And people are astonished <gasps> by how incredibly difficult <laughs> and dangerous it is oh to God. carve a turnip. Have a medic on standby. My God, <laughs> it goes wrong so quickly. Um, so turnips, which were widely available, yep. 
uh, over in Europe and, and were, you know, a, a crop, especially in Ireland, that was accessible were the OG jack-o'-lanterns. Um, and in order to carve that, I mean, like, the muscle. The dedication. You really had to want to carve that turnip. But now I understand why <laughs> they wanted to carve that turnip. <laughs> because I learned about a little morality tale that I want you to share with me about a certain character known as Stingy Jack. <laughs> so stingy. That jerk. So, uh, came from ye old Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, according to legend, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, good old Stingy. Didn't want to pay for his drink. So he convinced the devil, we don't know how, <laughs> to turn himself into a coin so that uh, Jack could use it to pay the tab. Jack then decided to keep the money and put the coin into his pocket next to a silver cross. Oh. Which prevented the devil from changing back. Crafty. <laughs> um, Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should he die, he would not claim his soul. Okay, all right. I mean, but one year only? He only right. bargained for a year? The next year. All right. <laughs> year As two. As you're familiar. <laughs> I'm aware of what happened. <laughs> Jack tricked the devil into climbing a tree. I mean, he's got to be a wordsmith, this guy. I mean, right. how, how many <laughs> times can you trick Satan is what I want to know. <laughs> like, like he just wants attention. He's like, someone's talking to me for one. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting along here, man. <laughs> Everybody I mean, always says mean things about me, but I'm just here for a drink and a chat. Hanging around with all unsavory sorts. He's I like, know. hey, I'm I know here. his name is Stingy Jack, but I'll give him a chance. Yeah, I mean, he tricked <laughs> me into becoming a coin and then stole me. Right. I'll give him another, me in his pocket. I'll give him another shot. Also, who carries a silver cross in their right. pocket? It was a different time. Stingy Jack, that's who. <laughs> I mean, if he was rich enough to have a cross made of right. silver... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like he could have paid for the drink. He just didn't want nah, to. Like, right. hey, Stingy. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he tricked the devil into climbing a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While the devil was up in the tree, Jack carved the sign of a cross <laughs> into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until he promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. Oh. At this point, I'm like, why wouldn't you just say forever? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, man. You kind of got alone. the devil by the balls. He's, he's in the tree. <laughs> he's stuck there. And a decade is You could have just left him there. Like, he right. didn't have to come down. <laughs> but I'm wondering, he may have said 10 years because soon after, Jack died. You know, oh, R.I.P. Mm -hmm. As as the story goes, God would not let his sketchy ass into heaven, mm -hmm. and the devil was still salty about getting duped. Mm -hmm. But he kept his word about not claiming his soul. Um, he wouldn't let him into hell. He sent Jack into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip. That. <laughs> 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 that is fair. That has been. Um, and you didn't has, have a bucket. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's hot. Ah, a turnip. A, a turnip. 
I got it. It's a, also, how'd you keep the coal? Where'd he put the coal? I mean, did he just have a carved out turnip? There you go. <laughs> but we've learned that Jack is a fast carver because he carved that cross so fast. Right? Like Satan's it, up there and he's like, ha ha. He couldn't just, jump down. He's like, doesn't he have wings? I mean, how fast? Yeah. We, there's a lot Plot of holes, holes in this. <laughs> so 18th <many> century. <laughs> oh. Morality tales. Good times. So, he puts it into his turnip and he's been roaming the earth. Ever since, the Irish began to refer to the ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern, <laughs> which developed, or devolved rather, into Jack O'Lantern. I and love that story. I do too. <laughs> and I have in my notes a couple of points about, about Jack. Oh yeah. So um, also this, this was used kind of as an allegory for anything that leads someone astray. Um, so the jack-o'-lantern for a long time was tied to that notorious uh, uh, celestial-looking being, the will-o'-the-wisp. Yes. And that root vegetable was put out as a way to ward off evil spirits. Yep. So moving forward through history, people continued to fend off Satan and his demonic forces by putting a candle in a gourd <laughs> or a root vegetable. <laughs> yes. Um, everything about this tradition is unclear to me. <laughs> Yeah, because I basically found this similar thing where it's like they carved the faces into, you know, the turnips and the parsnips and what have you. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sweet potato here oh, and there. Seems or good. <laughs> seems fair. Um, a rutabaga. Yeah, but intended to, uh, you know, ward off mm-hmm. all these beings from other realms on Samhain night. When they but, can come through the veil. Yeah. So spooky. But then, you know, once they migrated to North America, Pumpkins. Ah, squash. So much easier. So much easier. So much easier. An excellent vessel for these protective faces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just bigger to cast more light. I mean, I mean all around better. All I mean, around. No shout out pumpkins. Shout out pumpkins. <laughs> like, I don't hate a turnip, but also I've almost injured myself trying to carve a turnip. And it seems like pumpkins are a logical fit, doesn't it? Oh, my God. So much better. Yes. And the morality tale is one of my favorite things because <laughs> like I put in my, my notes, I was in a weird frame of mind when I had my notes. So I was like, much like the curse at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> yeah. if someone tells you to offer them food or drink, don't be stingy <laughs> because you could offend Satan and or an angel. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Be generally uh, uh, nice and generous and giving <gasps> is kind of the morality tale here. <gasps> You'll and be trapped in the in-between. I mean, nobody wants to Forever. be in, in between. <laughs> no. Carrying a turnip. And that, I mean, that's kind of what Samhain is all about, right? Mm-hmm. It, the in-between. Endings, beginnings, life, death, the space, like Halloween, between childhood and adulthood. That one got me in my feels. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, ah, oh. That first time, you're not trick-or-treating. Yeah, it's rough. Like, what do I do now? I don't want to throw an egg. No. Ah, seems rude. Seems they got to clean it off the car in the morning. It seems it's bad. ruin the paint. Why do I have to be a hooligan? <laughs> I just Why want candy. Just want those tiny butterfingers. Oh, the best. You know how I feel about that. They're so good. They're so good. So besides Stingy Jack, <laughs> there are other beings that are mm. associated with Samhain. Yeah. And a few of my favorites that I listed off, and there is a whole host of them. Um, many of them are fae beings or deities. Yep. 
Um, some of them are part of like the Gaelic or Irish like canon as far as uh, like the Fae court and and deities. But there are a few that stuck out to me that I think are absolutely fantastic. And one of the creatures that is known to make an appearance around Halloween or Samhain is the puka. <laughs> and what is the puka? It's a goblin. It's a goblin. It's a goblin. <laughs> Specifically, a shape-shifting goblin. Yeah. Now, known for playing tricks, as goblins often do in these tales, telling family secrets. <gasps> They're spilling all the tea. All the tea. <laughs> and it is hot. <laughs> hot tea. It's piping. And spiriting away people on wild rides across the countryside because they were fond of taking a few specific forms. Form one, a dark furred animal or a human with animal-like features, which would often include large ears or a tail. And they would approach people, especially people that had been drinking. Oh, my God. And then mislead them or play tricks on them. Also known to destroy crops not picked before November 1st. So again, this is a lesson-based tale. Yep. It has, you know, if you take a step back and look away from it, um, the, the learning tale was to remind people, hey, it's November. You got to harvest your stuff. Yeah. If you don't harvest it, it's going to be fairy blasted. Oh. A.K.A. frost destroyed. So AKA make sure. The puka going to take. He going to get it. <laughs> um, also, it would approach solo travelers in rural areas in horse form, hmm. it would then flip intoxicated people onto its back <laughs> and gallop with them at oh terrifying speeds. It's my worst fear <laughs> realized. We all know how you feel. They have human teeth. They have people teeth. <clears throat> and oh they would God. flip you onto their back and gallop across the countryside at terrifying speed as a joke. Now. Or a trick. Oh. But where's the treat, you say? I know. Right. Morality tale. Mm. Spoilers. If you are excessively drunk in public, a puka can spirit you away and run you through brambles and terrorize you until it thinks you've had enough. Oh my so God. don't be a drunken slob Not on the Halloween. the brambles. Specifically the brambles. Oh. It runs right through. So prickly. Because blackberries are one of its favorite treats. Oh. So if you wanted to pick blackberries, you had to get them before Halloween night or a puka will... And I quote, shit on them. <laughs> Again. <laughs> a learning tale. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> Pick them uh, before they get shit on by a booga. Good lesson. You know, again, before November 1st. Now. November 1st was called or considered the Puka's Day, which is considered oh. the one day a year when the beast will be benevolent. He may dispense advice, perform oh. acts of charity, or dole out prophecies. It's like Baba Yaga. Yeah. <laughs> you catch him in a good mood. Yeah. On other days, a way to tell if the Puka is in a good mood is to put a comfortable bench on the right side of your front door and an uncomfortable bench on the left. I don't know I how. I love that idea. Yep. <laughs> a happy puka will only sit on the right bench. So I don't know, like, what, how do you, do you make one pokey? Like, what do you do? How do you make splinters. one? Yeah. Just don't sand Maybe it. Maybe one with a cushion. <laughs> All right. And if it sits over there, you can talk to that little dude and he'll be like, here's your fortune. Ah! And if he's on the left side, don't go out there because he's, he's going to turn gonna, into a horse and then gonna shit gonna on you. Crap <laughs> all over your stuff. 
Okay, I I love the puka. <laughs> this is amazing. The best. <laughs> it's Always fantastic. Horse forms. Yes. <laughs> My other favorite deity um, associated with Samhain is the crone. Yeah. And the crone is said to come to strip the leaves from the trees and begin the decay of the season to feed the renewal of the coming year through death. You can ask her to take away any unwanted aspects of your life from the previous year, including ideas, habits, thoughts, or experiences, and that will be considered part of the New Year Festival. Yeah. So I love that one. I love that one, too. Mm-hmm. I had her written down, man. The, we love the crone. The crone. Yes. And there are many more. Do you have any others? Um, creatures, spirits. Uh, creatures, spirits. Um, well, I saw a lot about the world of the gods. Ooh, yeah was said to be made visible to humankind, and the gods played many tricks on their mortal worshipers. Oh, um, because the doorways are open to the other world, or the world of the fae. I'm looking off into the distance. So The it, other world. <laughs> the other world. It was thought to be a day where our world, the world of the fae, and that of the dead blend as one. Sounds dangerous. And then there's just... All of the tomfoolery and haberdashery. Tricks. <laughs> and everything. If Wh- you will. Oh, yes. Which is, which is why people dressed in costume. So did they dress in costume for fun or for a specific reason? Twas not for fun. <laughs> Twas for survival. <laughs> survival. So we're talking about this, this thin veil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there, you got, you got ghosts, spirits, demons, Hey, they're roaming around. Everybody, everybody's out. It's a dangerous <laughs> time. <laughs> well, offerings were put out, you know, you have your Jacko turnip mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> yep. Your Gordo Which, lantern. I'm not sure. You, I mean, you've carved a turnip. They okay. look horrifying. So, they look like shrunken heads with yeah, no eyes. They <laughs> they're so scary. Because like. The eye just goes where it wants, man. You have no control and over what they face. Dry. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's so creepy. It's real it scary. It looks like a crime scene. It's real scary. But that's why I'm like, I bet they worked. You I see bet. a bunch of those lit up outside and you're like, someone's nope, house, just nope. in the darkness. Not, not going in there. No. Nope. Somebody sat and carved 16 turnips. The, not only are they strong and powerful, they probably bloodied themselves to make Their these little Their forearms are the size of tree trunks. <laughs> like. Straight papa. <laughs> Nobody wants to mess with the turnip carver. That's that's for dang sure. Well, especially, I'm sure they're eating a lot of them too. They're oh. a hearty folk. No, you can't <laughs> no. waste turnip guts. No, no, <laughs> right? Those are going in a stew or something. Right but, into a stew. You know, well, while those were were put out, people also turned to costumes to scare or confuse unsavory beings from messing with and or kidnapping them, like the puka. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the fairy. So. Doing this um, allowed spirits to mingle among amongst them without being recognized. <laughs> so, you know, instead of sad clowns, Ra- like you were, <laughs> or raggedy ants so, over here. Oh, <laughs> so sad. They would dress in animal skins to disguise themselves, play tricks, and ward off anything that may want to cause them harm. So it was oh. more or less. They were cosplaying. Yeah. They were like, we too are fae. Right. Don't kidnap yeah. us. Look at my <laughs> antlers. Aren't they sick? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look over here. My, <laughs> my name's not Steve. 
So they went straight <laughs> to that scene from Hocus Pocus where the Sanderson <laughs> sisters are like, I smell children and I, and I hobgoblins. Like, the accuracy of that is blowing my mind right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to blend in so they don't get taken away to another realm or messed with, basically. <laughs> taken on the back of a horse. I mean, <laughs> at least the puka let you down. You know, right? it wasn't like, we're going to the fey realm. It's like, nah, you jerk. Get the fuck <laughs> out. through the brambles. Yeah, out you go. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yes. yes. So Halloween itself didn't really begin in the U.S. until a lot later than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah. So Halloween in its current form really didn't take hold in our society until the late 19th century in a very limited form. And it didn't take the kind of like trick-or-treating, costume-wearing form that we all know and grew up with now until the mid-20th century. Yeah. So it was definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Um, and the traditions may have come from a variety of locations but a lot of the like current traditions can be traced directly back to Irish immigrants mm-hmm. and the roots of of their celebration that they brought with them. Yeah, so it's all that like Scottish British Isle all that when they came when they came over and switched to pumpkins. And it's fascinating because <laughs> throughout my research and reading uh we all know we all have a love-hate relationship with the internet, right? <laughs> so the modern-day celebration of Samhain, specifically as a Sabbath, mm. uh, the internet believes... <laughs> the side-eye going on right <laughs> The internet believes that it became widely popular again due to the rise in <coughs> Wicca in the <laughs> 1980s. So uh, if you're Wiccan and you heard me cough there, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with popular opinion of Wicca, Wiccan... <laughs> Wiccan practices and uh, the eighties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just the eighties. I don't even need 80s. to talk about friggin' <laughs> satanic 90s. panic. Um, so the rise in an actual practice and participation in Wicca as a religion seems to be tied through like pop culture to the reemergence of the celebration of the actual Sabbath of Samhain, not just Halloween. Uh, yeah. So that may or may not be true. Uh, I have my personal doubts. I'm sure pagan communities continued to celebrate the Sabbath yeah. throughout all of history since its, its, since its inception. Um, but in the United States specifically, yeah. it can be traced to an increase in popularity in the 80s. Yeah. Which I have feelings, <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> to clamp them down. I'm going to clamp them down. Now, it wasn't always the case that Samhain was being celebrated consistently at the end of October, beginning of November, because good old Christianity, she got involved. She got involved again. Um, And there were multiple attempts to co-opt the celebration in an event, in an event, in an effort to squelch it down, right? We want to get rid of it. It's a pagan celebration. Satan's involved. Let's name it something else. Let's find a new name for it. So this went way back. The attempts by the church to get rid of Samhain, uh, have been documented as far back as the 5th century when there was an attempt by the current pope to move the festival to mid-May and transform it into a celebration of saints, which is starting to sound very familiar, isn't it? Mm. So it was an attempt, like, hey, instead of celebrating your ancestors and the departed and fae and your entities... fallen brethren. Let's, let's <laughs> just talk about saints. 
All right. All right. <sighs> I mean, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but it didn't take. Uh, the autumnal fire festivals continued despite the effort of the church and so the church was like jk in the ninth (laughs) century we're gonna move it back and we're just gonna call it all saints day followed by all souls Souls day Day. so and those are both celebrated to this day yeah if you grew up in the church or grew up in christianity those days are big days um but they realized the power of this festival and that there's no way you're taking it away from everybody. They're no. just going to celebrate it anyway. So if you want to try to funnel people to the church, you best be moving it back. Yeah. Uh, did it work? No. No. No, it did not. Because uh, we so like it. Because it's good <laughs> and fun. Yes. And important. Because it is. Because you still got to harvest your crops. Mm-hmm. You still need to celebrate your ancestors. Yeah, you, you do. You still got to trick Satan up into a tree. It's, I mean, Hilarious. It's, you don't have <laughs> enough time to do all those in the he spring. He has wings. I mean, I just, <laughs> bruh. I mean, <laughs> you I mean, think he would have had a way to get down. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. So the church has attempted, like with every major pagan holiday and celebration, to rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> and to make it their own. But this one did not take. Mm. Uh, so while All Souls and All Saints Day remain uh, incredibly important throughout Christian religions uh, around the world, it has not successfully squelched down celebration of Halloween, Samhain. And other pagan-based religions. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank Buka. I so, mean, if we're being honest. So how does Halloween get involved here? The two <laughs> morph together, right? So Halloween, like I said, didn't really take root into the United States in its current form until about the mid-20th century. Mm. Um, but the costuming has always been a part of it. Because of that need to hide yourself from the fae, yeah, the goblins, we gotta blend in the pugas. And so, how do you celebrate as a modern witch? What are the signs, symbols, traditions, and ways that you goblins can celebrate Samhain today? All right, I got some rituals for you. Lay them on me. So, big one, honoring the ancestors. I love this. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Recreate family recipes on this day. Prepare a dinner to celebrate the harvest. Set a place at the table for those in the spiritual plane, such as a dumb supper. Explain this to me, because when I first read it, I was like, dumb supper? (laughs) What does this even mean? And then my brain was like, is this bad? Is it dumb? What about a smart What does it mean? Does it mean silent? Is it offensive? What is it? It's basically, you know, you make your wine, your mead, and you share and, and toast to the dead throughout the meal. You can also take it up a notch and eat the meal in reverse. Start with dessert to honor the short li- shortness of life and eat each course in backwards order and end with another toast. Um, it was traditionally done on Samhain Eve. Oh, the night um, before. Yeah. Um, It was traditionally served in silence, and the one place was set at the head of the table for the ancestors, like they're hosting it, nice, as it were. And after supper, the untouched plate and cup were taken outside for who? The pukas. Right? Yeah. Because you better feed them. Yeah. Or they're going to take you on a horse and shit on your berries. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you know, you got to honor them. As well, 
and you know, keep them happy. Kill two birds. You know what happens <laughs> if you don't keep the fey folk that live around your home happy, dude. Just don't be making. Don't any make deals. me recap that whole situation. <laughs> yeah, and also no deals, no, no deals. No we'll deals. get into the things that <laughs> I don't think you should be <laughs> yeah. doing on this eve. But later, it it kind of reminds me of the death day party. Yeah, from a little book called The Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, where they have the little with nearly headless Nick. Yeah, and his little it's their death day instead of their birthday mm-hmm. it's all about celebrating them so it's like make a make a family recipe mm-hmm. and set a place for them at the table and then what you can relinquish to your local flora and fauna mm-hmm. outside i mean don't be like killing the raccoons around no booze <laughs> you know you don't want drunk no raccoons terrorizing your neighborhood yeah no but it's, you know you throw a little piece of bread out there yeah it's gonna hurt nobody so, um, well, while doing this little dumb supper as well, tell stories of passed on loved ones, family history, ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you don't jive with your fam or you don't know any of your deceased relatives, um, or maybe you don't have any, mm-hmm. um, use this time to reclaim your ancestral magic. Honor the cultures of your ancestors or where they originated from, traditional foods, symbols, photos of land they lived on, Mm -hmm. you know, just so you can, you know. I know some people are no contact out here. (laughs) Don't put yourself in dangerous or toxic situations (laughs) for the sake of this Sabbath disclaimer. But you can still have a dumb supper. You can you can still still do this. Did you uh, did you find any? Any little rituals that I have things. I have things. So I have a list of possible ways that you can celebrate Samhain and things you can do if you wanted to set up an altar space. So we talked about this a little bit um, in the Mabin episode, going Mm -hmm. out into nature. And again, circling back to going out into nature on or around the Sabbath, which if you're thinking about when do I celebrate this, right? Mm. Because Halloween is a busy time. In the United States and all around the world now, you got candy to hand out, you got parties to go to, things There's are going on. Leafers everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, when does the Sabbath actually begin? And traditionally, it begins at dusk or twilight on Halloween mm-hmm. and continues throughout the next day until dusk or twilight. Um, because, again, the thinning of the veil. Um, the significance of the the loss of the light and the transition from the time of light and and abundance to the time of the uh, cold harvest or lack of harvest and the winter. So it's yeah. the changing of the light kind of symbolizes the transition from season to season. So walking out to nature is another good way to ground yourself because this time yeah. of year for me, I, I feel like it's flying. Like it happens. Oh my God so quickly and going out and physically interacting with leaves and being in the forest if you can or out in the grass or even just going out and spending time if you live in an urban area and you can't get out of the city just going out and experiencing the change in temperature and the change in light quality to kind of ground your body into the season and get yourself like mentally in the space to participate in the sabbath also intention setting and release so Mm -hmm. you and i have this super profound experience yes when we did, shout out Haley, hey. um, when we did the magical leaf crunching. Yes. So writing down things you wish to release on a scrap of paper or a dried leaf and burning them 
to release them into the ether is another easy way you can celebrate. Conversely, you can reflect on the previous layer and write down intentions and energies that you want to bring in because this is considered your new year. Mm-hmm. And um, you can put them somewhere to review during the next Samhain. So yeah. you can do both. You can do one. You can do the other. Uh, also, my favorite weird thing that I learned about that I had no idea was a thing was the nut cracking. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay, so hazelnuts specifically were used for divination on Samhain. <gasps> I had no idea. I had no idea. I so, love this. What they did, and and usually it was um, associated with trying to determine uh, like who your loved one was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And so they would take the hazelnuts, and they would. There were two ways to go about it. So you could collect the number of nuts depending upon how many love interests you had. So if you were getting around and you were like, I really like this one and I really like that one, but that one's broke and I don't know. So like, I mean, I guess if you had like five, which you come up with four pockets, real like, busy. here we go. So you name the nut, each nut after the individual person. And then um, you put them into the fire and whichever one burns the brightest is supposed to be um, prophetic to the one that you should select and have a life with. I mean, Ooh. or, and I have a thought <laughs> on that, you place two chestnuts together in a fire. One is you, one is the love of your life. Oh, And if they jump away from each other in the fire, you're doomed. Oh, And it's never going to work out. Oh, God. If they stay together and burn together, you're going to have a successful relationship. So it's called hazelnut divination. Now, Okay, I it gotta try was this. specifically tied to love magic, which to me, it seems a little sketch to be like, that nut named Jeff burned the brightest. <laughs> Jeff's the man for me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like leaving your romantic future up to a nut burning in the fire yeah. might be a little sketch. But like back in the day, you had limited choices here. If you had to narrow it down and be like, you know, do I go with Stingy Jack or do I go right. with Generous Jeff? Like, <laughs> right. is, let the nuts decide. <laughs> so, I feel like that could be <coughs> adapted a little bit, too, though. I think you, you know, could pick like, out other things. Yeah, or asking questions, mm-hmm. even just like a yes-no response. Which one burns brighter? Like, should I do this or this? That's Throw a them good, in. It's a much better use That's of nut like. divination. Yeah. I don't think anyone should base romantic partnerships on hazelnuts. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe a dubious way to go yeah with like love magic stuff i'm all about you know if you're trying to get an answer if you're maybe trying to just ward yourself from something but it gets a little interesting when we start talking about consent i mean be careful and all that be careful yeah you don't want to do any spell work or anything uh, like let's focus on yourself a little bit no thank you so the hazelnuts i found to be incredibly interesting uh, the other symbols of the season that you can incorporate into your altar, your home, or your display mm-hmm. are, of course, anything related to harvest. So yes. apples continue to be very important. Pumpkins we've talked about, fall crops that you've harvested, like corn cobs, dried corn stalks. And then, of course, um, bones and skulls often have a very profound and strong significance. Yep. Um, of course, they play a huge role in not just Samhain celebrations, but celebrations all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Dia de los Muertos, of course, comes to mind yep. profoundly. Uh, also, you can bake Samhain bread. 
Mm-hmm. And these recipes or cakes are also often used as part of the offering during the dumb supper or spiritual offerings to the Fae or ancestors. Also sometimes referred to as soul cakes. Like they make for All Souls Day. Yep. 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 Mm. It's almost like they took it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the church. (laughs) Curious. Fascinating. Mm. Also, traditions that you could do. Peeling an apple in one pairing and throwing it over your shoulder on Samhain Eve and the peeling taking the shape of the initial of the person you will marry is another form of Samhain divination. So we just had a little apple fest situation up front here in upper Wisconsin. And one of the contests is the apple peeling contest where it's to see how long you can peel the apple peel. Oh, you do it real skinny. <laughs> Super thin. I mean, people were getting like 96 inches oh my God. of apple peel like to win this. And I was like, what kind of letter is 96 inches going <laughs> to make? Is it just going to spell out the whole damn name? Like, I should have been throwing peels over my shoulder for years. Well, did you ever do the thing in like elementary school or middle school where you, when you're taking the stem off, you do the alphabet and then whoever, whatever letter you land what? on. Really? You never did that? Now no. I'm like, that was witchy as shit. Oh. <laughs> or like, we would, where you twist it until you get the stem that, to come off. I bet that's exactly where this right? came from. Probably stems from there. And then what letter it lands on, that is the letter of the See? first name of your love. We've been trying to figure this out for generations. I did get J a lot. What? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joel. Shout out. She got J a lot. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. And um, decorating an altar space is always something that I think is good to do around any of the Sabbaths because it's like a refresher. Yes. And we talked about that a lot during the Maven episode is just like clearing your space, resetting your intentions for the season, preparing your mind and your heart mm-hmm. for the upcoming changes of the year and just really getting yourself focused on what your goals are and what you're doing. And again, yeah. regardless of how you feel about witchcraft or how you feel about the celebration of Samhain as a Sabbath, Versus Halloween, like, if you're not into the paganism, that's totally fine. Yeah. There's never a, a problem with resetting your space and your intention. Exactly. So if that's what this is doing for you, and it's it's giving you a sense of grounding in place and space and time, mm-hmm. I don't see any downside to that. No, nor is remembering your ancestors. No. And, you know, or... <laughs> Back in the old days, you know, they would do the the ritual, like fires and stuff for three days, three nights, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just everyone in the community had to come or else, you know, you were going to get all the bad juju. They were going to haunt your yeah. ass. They were going to haunt happen. you and illness and death ensued. So bad. Yeah. But everyone had to, to check in because it was a, a sign of respect, basically, where it's like anyone who had fallen in battle, anything you had been blessed with, with your crops or your harvest mm-hmm. and everything and... You know, even if it's just a li- being a little, a little thankful, doing a little remembering, reflecting on on the past year, yeah. And then, you know, if if you do feel up for even if it's just maybe you don't, you're not comfortable with the word altar or anything, mm-hmm. you can make a centerpiece, yeah, on your table. When you take your little walk, pick up some leaves. You know, I also I saw a similar thing what you had mentioned with writing your intentions on the leaves, yeah. Put those in a book. Put that on your altar. And then you can look at That's look a great idea. Next year. Yeah. It's a super good idea. And then idea. they'll stay all flat and, and cool looking. Super cool looking. Yeah. Now, there are some things that I I don't think you should do. Yes. On Samhain. Uh, 
I have some strong feelings because also because the veil is very thin. Mm. A lot of people use this time as a way to communicate. Don't you say it. Those on the other side. Using what? (sighs) Don't use a dang Ouija board. Damn you. Don't do it. Don't do it. We all know my feelings. We and all know my, my feelings. feelings. Yeah, strong yeah. feelings, okay? Like, you know I won't let one in this house. No. You know I won't. No. And I, I, I just can't handle it. So any kind of divination, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with certain things, right? Like, this is how my scale of acceptability goes. Ouija slash spirit board. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Not in this house. Uh, not in this house. No. No. Pendulums, I feel slightly, slightly <laughs> yeah. better about. More if you made them yourself. Less if you got them from somewhere else and you don't know where they came from. Yep. So slightly better. Even better. Oracle and tarot decks. I feel fine. Yeah. Oracle and tarot decks, do it. Ask the questions. Think the thoughts. <laughs> pull the cards. Do the things. But be wary. Cautionary tale. Yeah. Uh, this is what I wrote in my notes when I was feeling very <laughs> pensive. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen here, cop. <laughs> this can be a precarious activity. Inviting in spirits or entities to communicate with you can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Also, the idea that spirits or entities can't or won't lie to you is bullshit. <laughs> they will lie. It's so the you, day of tricks. So you need to be careful. Yes. So no, that isn't your aunt Tessie. No. It's Satan. No, I don't know who it is. But <laughs> He's still mad about getting tricked. By Beelzebub. <laughs> and his foes. They'll be like, oh yeah, no, hey, I'm your aunt. Yeah, I remember that birthday party for sure. Let me in. No. No. No, I will not let you in. That's right. And you can do a little preemptive strike if you're feeling so inclined. Cast a circle. At least, you know... Put some salt on your windowsills, make some, crack up some eggs, like, at least do a little protection for yourself and your house, if you're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, don't just go out, like, wild arm and right. start opening doors and summoning shit, right. like, you crazy? You're, you're opening yourself up to everything. Now, uh, like we've said, when all the worlds are here. I mean, <laughs> and... And people will be listening to this and be like, Sarah, I thought you didn't believe in this. I thought it was spicy psychology. Well, here, joke's <laughs> on you, okay? Because <laughs> some things I do believe in. Let me remind all of you, grew up in a highly religious household, mm. okay? Certain things were not allowed, eh? You didn't voluntarily watch The Exorcist. No. Not allowed, Okay. Mom, I'm sure you're listening to this. <laughs> to this day, I'm, I'm, I believe you still have not rewatched that film. It's a hard pass. You don't do that. Uh, B slash two. <laughs> you don't intentionally communicate or ask, is anyone out there? No. To the general populace of the entire spirit realm on the night when the world's veils <laughs> are as thin as a piece of tissue paper. <laughs> you're not like, hey, 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 everybody. I'm here. This is fine. Yeah. You don't do that. You j- you might not like who answers the call on that one. No. And then good luck getting rid of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, you might find yourself having a string of really unfortunate luck. You might, you know. What was the... I don't even have good words for the people that are like, let's break out this beer. No. No. If that... if, If I'm at a party... And a Ouija board. I'm out. I'm done. No, peace. I, uh, no, thanks. I don't want anybody. I've never no. had a good, fun, ha, 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 experience. Like, no. no. It's always been, like, creepy and weird, and I want to go home. Yeah. I, I want to go home. No. And Your mom you has to drive me home. And then you don't <laughs> sleep for the rest of the night, and then no. you don't sleep for many nights, and then no. you're like, I'm doomed. What have I done? <laughs> Am I haunted now? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Uh-huh. A <laughs> little bit. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> so, you got you got the dead. The denizens of the underworld. Which, I mean. amongst the living. There's a plethora of those. Yeah. So I saw a thing that was uh, winter is the season of ghosts and Samhain is the night of their release. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe not. Just be careful. Yeah. Homies. A, a different thing you could do. Yeah. Different thing. I'm here for different things. A fire. Hey. Which is how I honestly, for me in my little household, mm-hmm. me and Joel, that's how we celebrate a lot of sabbats on mm-hmm. our, our wheel of the year i might throw different things in it yeah <laughs> you know for different correspondences but mm-hmm. try to you know make a make a good meal have a, a good fire you know in a little cauldron or a dutch oven you could do this with a candle mm-hmm. in your house too you can also write down what you're releasing throw it in there throw it in peace you know throw in some corresponding herbs mm-hmm. spices um I have a little history, too. They would, uh, back the the Celts, the Irish, the Gaelic folks, they would walk between two bonfires or um, allow the smoke from one or more of them to drift over, um, thoughts being that it would purify the people and their livestock. Oh, yeah. Which most likely had a practical origin. As the smoke would be good for reducing pests and fleas. Oh, yeah. For walking through. It tracks. So it's like, you know, you're you're kind of, there's lots of thought behind it. You're, you're lighting the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, if you want to have a little like, hey, homie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who we're, you know. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Ancestors and, and then, friends only. Thank you. Yeah. Right. But it's also you're kind of welcoming in. It's your last night as the dark part of the year yeah. is coming. It is kind of the last hurrah because yeah. it's on its way. Yeah, winter, it's it's going to be here quick. So it's it's good to reflect on you know, the last the last year and what you want to let go, what you want to bring into it. Yeah, I think Halloween I mean, I I haven't really met a ton of people that don't like Halloween. No. I know they're they're out there. Yeah. Right? They're people that just aren't into it and just it's not kind everyone's of, jam. Yeah, and not everybody celebrates it the same way. I mean, some people get super into the scary aspect of it, you mm-hmm. know, and the actual horror and the gore and all that, and that's cool. Yeah, there are people that get into the, you know, Sabbath aspect of it, mm-hmm. and you know, historical and traditional practices. There are people that are super into spirituality portion of it and the talking to the ancestors and the remembering and the communing with spirits um but you just have to remember that it's incredibly personal yeah for me this time of year always like when when you're coming up to maven it's like very energizing mm-hmm. and exciting and like the leaves are changing by the time you get to Samhain 
especially here because we happen to live in a place that actually has all four seasons mm-hmm. the leaves have essentially fallen like yeah and you can clock it here you know by the time halloween hits i mean the leaves are gone basically we're in the crone done swept yep up. she's <laughs> she's been she's done her job she's like decay and it's time and you can feel it you know yeah. like you can feel the air is cold you can feel the change in the light everything is different and your body starts to just kind of transition into this like we have a long way to go mm-hmm. and so you can feel that change in energy and i think if you approach it from this new year perspective yeah. instead of the whole like we have to wait until the calendar new year mm-hmm. um, i think that celebrating the new year at the traditional pagan sabbath is a great way to enter in the next portion of the year, which in our society revolves around family gatherings and feasting and food and moving towards, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they all marry really well together. I never really thought about it. Like in the, the way you just said it, Mm -hmm. it's like, why do we let go of all of the shit we don't want to bring with us before we hang out with our family? I mean, (laughs) why do we do that? Maybe we should because, (laughs) like maybe we should do the self-reflecting and the personal growth before before before. (laughs) because i don't know about your family and shout out to my family who may or may not be listening to this but everybody be starting shit right before thanksgiving (laughs) it's all fine and then without any warning bam (laughs) they go full emerald and they're everybody's fighting (laughs) and there's messages and everybody's angry and you know you're like you know what you just need to write that on a leaf right and you need to step outside and you need to just drop it in a fire it's so it's so cathartic it really is it's so good release it let it go yeah. it's gonna be hard enough anyway there's yeah. winter is a challenge from front oh, to yeah. back even if you're a winter celebrating person like it's all good until you're on month six you're like it's been cold uh. for 27 years you know like it's just <laughs> i haven't I got a, seen sun you know i got a little nervous this morning jack yeah it was 30 degrees in my house i know there was frost on the inside and you're like why, of my car why, what happened it's like i gotta go to o'reilly's and get some anti-fog <laughs> <laughs> like, it's time i mean the preparations happening. have to begin and yeah. so i think the culmination of the fall and autumn season being Samhain is a really fantastic way to celebrate not only your new year and your new beginning mm-hmm. but a release of all the hard work it takes to get prepared for winter And so traditionally that would have been, you know, harvest and Mm -hmm. putting up hay for winter and making sure your animals are set and making sure your home is set. And if you are a homeowner, you do have your seasonal rituals, you know, like the Commodore and I spent hours this weekend going through like cleaning up the yard, making sure the garden is ready to go. Like we still have one more harvest. We're going to try to squeak out tomorrow, (laughs) you know, and like, (laughs) please hang in there, tomatoes. You can do it. (laughs) One more night. I know. Um, you know, and all of those things that have to get done before this Sabbath. Yeah. And the Sabbath really does mark the, hey, y- you better finish or you know what the pook is going to do <laughs> <laughs> to everything you left outside. <laughs> and then the next day he's going to be all happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> on his comfortable bench. His comfortable <laughs> Not bench. the uncomfortable no. one. You better sit on the right side. <laughs> so I think that this is just like, again, a really fantastic merger of not only fun, like social, you know, like the costumes and the candy and yeah. the vibes, you know, everything's mm-hmm. super good, but also these long learned and used morality tales 
of what you need to do for annual survival mm-hmm. and also a remembrance and celebration of your family before you move into the tra- traditional season of spending time with family. Yeah. Because the hardest yeah. part of the year for a lot of people that are going through loss or, or have recently dealt with grief or are in the process of grief are the holidays. Mm-hmm. Or any kind of conflict or, yep. you know, it's just, it It also, it brings up a lot of memories anyways. It, so it really like, does. If you can have a day where it's just maybe, you know, it's just your, your tight-knit, or maybe you have a, a friend's dumb, dumb mm-hmm. supper or something. You, yeah. have a bun- you have a bunch of empty seats. Absolutely. You know, it's just, if you can personally like find a way to reflect on that mm-hmm. and kind of come to some maybe get a little advice you know maybe that tarot card comes up maybe them know. hazelnuts <laughs> right <laughs> throw them in the fire <laughs> yeah twist that apple stem <laughs> it's a bee <laughs> oh, no. oh. yeah there are a lot of different things you can do with it and ultimately at the end of the day you have to have fun mm-hmm. you know celebrate it the way you want to celebrate it and uh do not use a goddamn ouija board <laughs> ever <laughs> ever i swear to you i'll die on that hill too don't do I it don't. I don't do it i don't have time for that it's <laughs> but i mean i i will say for the humies um all hallows eve sat one does fall on a tuesday wait what year. i didn't look at the calendar <laughs> i believe it's on a tuesday really? in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what I mean, went where i stole this from a book i think it was weave the liminal where just give yourself a little grace especially as any type of practicing pagan what have you if you celebrate the wheel of the year give yourself three days three to five in some cases around it where it's That's like a good idea li- life is life if you celebrate on the 29th or on the first, you're not a bad witch. You know, you're not a bad witch. No. You can you can celebrate on November first. It's and okay. Honor the ancestors. And and you can have your All Souls Day and your All Saints Day and yeah. your Samhain and your Halloween. Yeah. Th- it's and fine. That's fine. It's fine. Make your soul cakes. They're delicious. Yeah. Do what you're gonna do. Put it's all okay. The star in there. Nom, nom, nom. Super good. They're so good. I want to so, make them. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. No. Because you can. And we're telling you you can. Yes. You just can't use a Ouija board. That's no. the only rule. <laughs> but before we close out here, yeah. I wanted to hit you with a little something more Halloween-y. I'm ready. Um, do you have any thought on your costume for this year? Uh-oh. I knew you were going to hit me with this, too. Because <laughs> we have a gala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We have we have an event coming up. <laughs> I have some fun, um, possibly Bob's Burgers inspired ones for you <laughs> to right. give you some inspiration. Hit me, Hit me. sexy Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> one that's one of my personal favorites, and that I may do this year. None of your business. Oh, it's a nun with a briefcase. Oh, oh, none oh, of your business. Of your business. <laughs> I see where this is going here. This is very Brooke. <laughs> but I might have to put a little salt and pepper, you know, oh, element in there too. None your business. Yeah. Come on. Mm. Um, freshly squeezed Beetlejuice. No. <laughs> no. But you're like a carton and it's oh. Beetlejuice. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh. It's terrible. Uh, Toastbusters. 
like Ghostbusters, but a toaster. <laughs> okay, your explanation of the pun is better than the actual pun. <sighs> I think you're going to like this one, all right, all in right. which I could see you doing. Okay, I'll do it. Sherlock Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm already planning a paper mache neck as we speak, and the hat's going on top. The, this is one of my other choices. Peter Pan's Labyrinth. No. No, with the hands. <laughs> with the hands. I mean. <laughs> like Peter Pan with the eyes. The shout hands. out, Doug Jones. We love you so much. What up? <laughs> oh. Hellboy. Those are amazing. Underrated. Oh, so underrated. <laughs> so much. Um, Cat <laughs> Stevens. It's a, a cat costume with a name tag that just says Stevens. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> And uh, this one's oh. this one's Joel's favorite, the Bjorn identity. It's you're dressed up like Jason Bourne, but you have a baby Bjorn. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? The Bjorn identity. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's oh. Jason Bourne. <laughs> oh. Oh, that, oh. oh god! I, I mean. I don't have any follow-up ideas. I've got nothing. Well, was a, a hippocamp or a kelpie? Um, you could be a mombie. Mom plus a zombie. Oh no, no, mom no. jeans, but you're a zombie. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the mom jeans help. Sheriff, sheriff, but you're share. Share, mm. you're share. You share. I mean, if I don't have the legs for that. <laughs> None of us do. No one does. I have what they call American girl doll legs. <laughs> <laughs> They're just little things. <laughs> you ever look at an American girl doll, you'll get it. I, did you see me staring at you? <laughs> trying You're like, what? You're like, wait, wait, flashing back to my, the catalog. When I wear ballet flats, my leg looks like upside down bowling pins. I mean. Like it's, I've lived, I got short, little, thick legs. I too have short girl problems. All my height is in my torso. Yeah, the world's <laughs> shortest femurs. That's the worst. But, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to inspire you with a couple of Thanks. Bob's Burger <laughs> puns because, you know, I'm gonna have we to know I love s- that show. Some, yeah, you do. I'm going to have to put some serious work into a costume idea because I, I'm not great with costume ideas. I got to, I'm too, I'm kind of boring. But there's different categories, right? There's yeah. like scary, like a horror, like the scariest. Mm-hmm. I think our category niche is going to be like, wackiest weirdo yeah yeah was one of the categories i think we could lock that down i think we could do or unless we do some type of couple oh because that is a category as well well gobs yeah uh send us your costume ideas yes uh real quick (laughs) please (laughs) the the event is in uh like a week and a half we have very little time uh send us ideas quickly yes and also send us what you're gonna be and how you plan to celebrate, if you do. We would, that we would love to hear about it. Yeah. You know, show us. If you have a dumb supper, tag us. I mean, if you throw that apple peel and it writes out a word, <gasps> please tell me. It says <laughs> goblin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Witchcraft. <laughs> but for real, if anyone does the hazelnuts or the chestnuts, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see it, too. Film it. Film it. Yes. Throw mm-hmm. them in. I might low-key have to do that. Also, be careful, because, so like... I don't know how much when they say they jump away from each other. I, I don't know. Is that like shrapnel? Be careful. I imagine they're gonna pop. You know, when like you... they'll roast, right? Yeah. Okay. Be careful. But if it's in any type of enclosed, they might be like, 
Yeah. Something. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Safety glasses, maybe. Safety. I don't know. Maybe. Stand, Stand like 10 feet away from me. <laughs> Use binoculars. <laughs> I think it was a J. <laughs> was that Ed's chestnut? I don't, I can't. Ed. Ed. Was that you? Ed. He's not here. He's not here. <laughs> oh my God. Goblins oh. on that note. <laughs> you know what to do. Stay weird. Stay weird. <laughs> <laughs>